Welcome to The Money Mavens, a podcast for the ambitious female business owner that loves money and desires to create a business and lifestyle up-level. With myself, Charlotte Balbier, multi-seven-figure brand builder, and my partner in success, Josie May, global six-figure business coach. Join us for all things business and lifestyle, combined with our strong opinions, a few naughty words, lots of fun, and a double dose of luxury. So pull up your seats at the success table with us, Charlotte and Josie, the Money Mavens. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Money Mavens. And today we've got a really special guest. We know Sarah really, really well. Um, she's done one-to-one with us, private coaching. She's also an incredible sister in our Sisters of Six mastermind, and we absolutely love and adore Sarah. So it's a real treat to have you with us today. So I'm going to introduce you to Sarah Alex Carter, who is a wellbeing coach. She's also a published author of an amazing book called Upward, and she's also recently been nominated for multi awards. So she's a rather a bit of a big deal. She's a bit of a big, she's deal. A big deal. So welcome, Sarah. It's amazing to have you with us today. Oh, thank you so much. I love that introduction. Can you come everywhere with me? I know. <laughs> As I say, I was like, you are a big deal. And we didn't mention she has the most beautiful Welsh accent. Oh, yes. Mm. Oh, yeah. thank you, ladies. Everyone oh, meet, she says that after the event we did recently in Manchester. Uh, whoever's talking to clients and you know you might say oh did you meet Sarah and they're like which one we're like she's got the amazing Welsh accent oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah and my mum my mom said to me she's like that lady's got the most amazing voice I know oh, well Sarah's actually just recorded her book yeah to, as an audio in her voice so I can't wait to well the bits I've heard on social media sound really mega nice. yeah. very soothing and when's calming. it out the audio book so that's going to be out in April because the book will be a year old in April. It'll be the anniversary. So I'm going to do it as part of the anniversary. Oh, love that. Amazing. So I think where it'd be nice to start is like with your journey, because you haven't all, but we know your background and we know about how you got into wellbeing coach, but I'd just like you to share with the listeners a little bit more about that. Mm. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's been an amazing journey in terms of, the coaching the business is a year old uh, but I would say I've been coaching and mentoring for the last 20 years so my background is in education so I have been helping people reach their full potential for the last 20 years and then out of my own personal journey where I went through a breakdown six years ago I realized that there were a lot of women especially who were struggling or suffering with overwhelm with stress and burnout and then out of me coming through recovery I wrote my book and then decided yeah I can I can help you there's there's an area that I can serve there's an area that I can meet needs Um, and so that's where the business came out of my recovery process um, and reflecting on that in the book and then being able to bring that to others yeah amazing and so what is obviously people should go and read the book and or you know follow Sarah on social media she does coaching and works with organizations as well but like what is important like what have you learned that is important when it comes to wellness and women and yeah so 
there are a few things what I'm noticing and the more I do this work and out of my own journey as well is is looking to others for help and knowing that you can't do it all on your own Mm. Um, and we're not meant to do it all by ourselves and we are meant to look to each other and that's the premise of the book in terms of the power of looking up isn't just about looking up at the sky or looking around us it's about looking to each other Mm. and for that help and support and out of my workshops and my one-to-ones the feedback that I'm getting is that that a lot of women are saying I'm so glad you gave me the chance to talk about this or I'm so thankful for the opportunity to to speak with you because I don't feel like I'm on my own anymore I don't feel like it's just me that's going through this um and a lot of that comes down to we're just so busy yeah <laughs> and we're so busy being productive and getting on with our jobs and doing what we do and juggling everything um and like we were talking earlier it's about coming up for air sometimes and realizing oh actually I can ask for help um, but it's not always the easiest thing to do. Well, wait, a lot we, of things can get triggered around that, can't it? You know, we're almost taught we need to be strong and do it on our own. And I think, like, over when we look at like how society has shifted over the years, we used to be all about community. Like, you know, people would be very close with their neighbors and would share childcare and share food and. We just don't do that the same way anymore, do we? We're so insular. No, community was definitely... Well, the, the, I don't feel like communities really exist, as like especially around where we are. It doesn't... Not like the way it used to do. And you're right, you know, when you were... I think back to, like, great-grandparents, things they talked about. It sounded like actually a really nice way of living. Mm. People definitely looked out for each other a lot more, didn't they? Yeah, And so it's almost like we've been taught to, and I can definitely, and I know Charlotte can, we both can, um, can relate to that feeling of overwhelm oh, and yeah. like wanting to escape alone. almost, isn't it? Like mm. I, I've had times in my life where I'm like, I just want to escape and not been, I've never been suicidal, but mm. wanting to escape in some way, like run away or just be out of my life you know just for a moment well yours is like you always say you want to go and like live in Bali yeah I want like I I often or I say I want to go on a retreat on my own and my husband's like I don't understand why you want to go on your own (laughs) and I'm like I just want to be on my own for a bit you know in an environment that's supportive and I think I think they should be compulsory (laughs) personally I think that the the world should be compulsory that women should go on retreats on their own (laughs) yeah definitely but I think like most women I know either feel some part of that overwhelm and some women like feel very depressed or might feel suicidal and some women feel like they want to run away and some women do run away and you know there's there's and men and you know and everyone but I just think like we don't talk about this do we when we feel that way so Mm. many of us don't talk about it Mm. because it's almost like I shouldn't feel I know for me I shouldn't feel that way I think because I'm a mum yeah selfish it's very selfish to feel that way yeah yeah and I think it's the it's that inbuilt sense of we should cope, we should be able to cope, we should be able to do it all, get it all done, look after everyone, take care of everybody else's needs. And that, you know, that is right. But I think it's that filling our own cap, which is important. 
And I think when you start to feel that isolation, you start to feel like you're on your own. I did. I mean, in terms of my breakdown, I felt like I was the only person in the world that felt like this and no one could relate to me. No one knew what I was going through. Um, and I hear echoes of that in the workshops that I do, especially around menopause, where a lot of women will say, I thought this was just the way it was. and I was going to be like this forever and I was never going to be able to change. And I felt so alone because I didn't think anybody else felt this way. And when you bring people together and you start to share those stories, that's one of the reasons I wrote the book, because it's powerful. You start to share stories about this is how I felt. This is what I was going through. This is how I found it difficult or what I struggled with. You start to think, oh, hang on a minute. It's not just me. Mm, yeah, it's such a like relief, isn't it? Whatever you're going through, if you're going through a yeah. time and then, because it's that it, you feel lonely, you feel lost, you feel overwhelmed, yeah. there's shame. There's like, there's so many different things. And then suddenly, and that's why community, whether it's, in this space that we're talking about now or anything, it's really important because we do all need other people. You know, there's not many people that can survive. I know some people do really want to be on their own, you know, but most people, and we I think, crave other humans. I think the problem is when you feel in that way, you almost like oh, you a lot of people, you push them away or you back, back away from them, totally. don't you? And you think, I'd, well, you almost like don't want to talk about it or and that makes things worse, doesn't it? It makes it more oh, yeah. difficult. I was listening to something yesterday and they said, if you ever say to someone, how are you? And they say, I'm fine. Mm. You say, sit down and let's talk. Because mm. anyone that, because if you're good, you're like, oh, I'm good, thanks. Yeah, I'm great. Yeah, yeah. things are really good. Right. Or you might be the other way and you'd be like, oh, I've had a really bad day. But that's good because you're talking about it. So it doesn't matter if you had a good or bad, but you're talking about it. If someone says, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine. Like, offer them a seat. <laughs> they sit down and let's because that anyone that says they're fine is not fine but we tend to that's what we do yeah everything's fine and how many times we have people say like i can cope or i'm made of strong stuff or well it doesn't yeah you might be made of strong stuff but we can all feel yeah. overwhelmed and lonely and all of those things yeah so you're here to kind of give a lifeline to people that are feeling like this i mean who tell everyone who you, is that you work with so as the business is growing, more and more people are, are reaching out to me. So it started in education with teachers because that was the need that I could really. And that's your background, isn't it? That's my background. And so I know what teachers go through. Um, so I've worked with head teachers and senior leadership teams. But now other services that work with people are starting to reach out to me. So there are sports teams and organisations that work with large um, sporting groups such as the Welsh Rugby Union are starting to say, well, look, we do a great job of looking after our players, um, but who's looking after our staff? Mm. And then another area, um, which you, you've you heard it first, is the TV and film industry mm. because they do a lot of work with people. They're up yeah. against it in terms of timings, deadlines, meeting those real demands of the job but then who's looking after them? And that's always kind of like, I've got your back. So I'm here for you because you're looking after everybody doing an amazing job of taking care of others. And I'm here to say, look, let's have a chat. Let's sit down. Let's go through what you need. Mm -hmm. um, 
and support you know I think because I needed that I needed I was a I was a senior academic I was a course leader in a university I kind of risen the career ladder and I there, there was there was nowhere to go you know and it was like well it's quite lonely at the top yeah very lonely at the top yeah I didn't read, nobody prepared me for that. Nobody prepared me for the weight and the burden of responsibility, but also the thought of, I've got to hold it all together here because other people are relying on me and I've got to perform. I've got to deliver the goods. And if I don't, then, you know, and but I have to learn it doesn't rise and fall with me but I did need to look, take a good hard look at the people I had around me and think, right, who do I surround myself with and who do I have in my corner to help me when times get tough? Because they do. Mm, yeah. And the thing is, that can be any, I know we're talking about like people in education because that's your background, but actually it's anybody who's in a, doesn't even have to be a senior role, like just life. And it doesn't <laughs> have to be crisis point, does it? Yeah. I know you got to crisis point, um, but it doesn't need to be that way. We don't. People don't need to let get let it get mm. to crisis point because actually, with a bit of focus earlier on, everything mm. feels better. Prevention rather than cure, isn't it? Like yeah. knowing that. I suppose what you're doing is you're shining a light on it and showing people because sometimes you don't. We don't know because we're just in that survival mode of we've just got to get through another day. Just got to get through another day. Yes. But when we like then look at it, we're like doesn't need to be like this no need to be like this you can actually take some time for yourself and not beat yourself up about it and not think that you're a failure or you know all those things mind-blowing isn't it as I'm saying it I'm like note to self you know like you know we're all guilty of it so you as well I know have been talking a lot with people who are wanting to offer support in menopause perimenopause obviously it's huge at the moment you know it's it's blown up but you've very topical as well very isn't topical. It? in the UK recently there was a, a woman that went missing in oh, the UK yeah. and um mm. she was 45 and Nicola Bully Bully She's been found now, but we don't really know what happened. But the press started to talk about that she was perimenopausal and there was just like... And they're taking off her HRT and she was drinking more. And it was like, hello, that's... It just felt like like a lot of blame and shame and like... Like she's gone missing because she's on the menopause. So then like what all women that are going through the perimenopause and who are of a certain age are drinking too much wine and going missing. It was just really... It, it was unfair. It was it was it was unfair. just wrong in so yeah. many ways, and she can't even. But it just shows you what society's great. What a lot of society's beliefs are around menopause mm. that it's women go crazy, women go crazy, yeah. kind of thing. Drink too much, you know, not themselves. It was almost, and then like victim blaming, almost like, oh well, you know, she was going through the menopause. Maybe that, maybe she went off and hurt herself, or it's just, it. It just showed, it really shone a light on how still, even after the work, a lot of work that's been done around menopause, still there's so much misinformation. Yeah. And tell us a bit about kind of how you've been working with that, Sarah, and like bringing that into your... Yeah, oh, so many points on that. You know, from what I said earlier about this isolation feeling, you've got to do it all yourself. The shame, the guilt, the 
the stigma that's attached to it still, you know. And what happened for me was I am one of four girls. So I've got three older sisters mm-hmm. and they're all going through the menopause. And um, I myself am a perimenopausal as well. And so when I was going into schools, I was working mostly with primary schools who had a specific demographic of teachers who were of a certain age, so 40 plus. And they were saying, well, we're suffering with these symptoms and we're going through this. And I was saying, well, actually, have you thought about menopause? And I said, oh, you know, we've got problems getting access to the GP. We don't know how to go about getting the right information. We're really struggling. We feel really um, just that we've just got to get on with it, you know, pull your bootstraps up, suck it up and just get on with it, you know. So I devised a course, put together some content and went and spoke with a a specialist consultant, gynecologist um, and menopause consultant who works in private healthcare and for the NHS. And I spoke to her and I'm actually going to be going to one of her clinics and we put together this four part course and it takes a group of women. So a group of staff can sign up. Um, it could be part of a, a networking group. It could be part of a business group or an organization. Women come together and we know that's powerful anyway. We get yeah. them all in the same room <laughs> together and we talk all things menopause and we go through four parts of how to support yourself in menopause. So we cover everything from your mindset, which is the first thing, which is hugely important, the way you think about and understand what you're going through. Then we look at self-care because we're really good at putting ourselves last on our to-do list. Mm -hmm. Um, Then the third thing is movement and how exercise and moving our bodies is essential as we get older. And then also nutrition and how we feed ourselves and nourish our bodies um, and put the right fuel into our bodies to help us function as best we can. And it comes from an education point of view of let's talk about this. But it also comes very much from my, I guess, I'm, I'm a really compassionate person and I want to support and help people. And I want to be there to say, look, you are going through something which is life changing. Let's talk about it. And also what you're going through, you'll sit next to a person who's got no symptoms. You know, we we play this great game of menopause bingo. (laughs) We kind of, you know, put your hand up if you've got house because you've got all the symptoms because there are tons. It's Mm. surprising. Everything from dry skin to tinnitus to teeth grinding to mood swings, irritability. And my goodness, you know, you can feel like you're losing your mind and it can very scary Mm. and I do I feel you know we've mentioned this tragic event in the UK and it just again shines that light of it's not only women that need the education but men as well yeah absolutely Absolutely. and it's not a time of shame it's a time of like you know there's so much like and I know a little bit I'll be honest a little bit for me because I'd said something I said oh my period's come early this month and Charlotte was like perimenopause and I was like I'm not she got really proper stinking I was like I am not stop saying that she's like you are because I'm perimenopause she's like just because you are just because you are (laughs) but then again like why is it such a you know why why 
am I so against defensive. it, defensive against yeah. it? Because I connect that to getting old yes. and connect that to... us thinking it's a negative, like being perimenopause is a negative, but actually it's just another season in our life. A wise and, you know, you know it's yeah. not, it's not, um, it's not a negative. It's not good or bad. It's no, it's neutral. Just, it's just what it is. It's another season in our life. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm full on perimenopausal. I'm, I'm okay with it now, but I resisted it for ages. I won't go and get help. I won't talk about it. I was in denial because I was like, I'm going to get, this is what I thought. I'm going to get, I'm going to put on loads of weight. I'm going to start looking really old. I'm not going to want to have sex ever again. <laughs> like, you know, I started thinking all these things. And then I was just like, what? Because you've read that somewhere or that's what someone once told you. And it was like, that's not true. Well, there's so much misinformation and lack of information. Yeah. Like I knew nothing about menopause. Why do I know nothing? As a woman, mm. Why do who is 43 next week, why do I know nothing of menopause? Because it was hush-hush. Like, because I, it's, it's not been, we've not been given that... And there's a lot of shame. I remember when my nana, um, she used to get really bad. She used to call them like hot flashes. But it was like she was so embarrassed. She would go and stand outside and like almost hide herself. Yeah. And that's kind of what I always think about, like the shame around yes. it. And it was like, don't talk about it. You know, your, yes. nana, your nana's on the change. Change, you know, like, you know, on the change, and it's like, oh, so she's on the turn. turning into something, and yeah. that negative connotation yeah. of turning into something. Yeah. And there are moments, depending on your symptoms, where you can feel like you're losing yourself. Yeah. But I think that's why I start with mindset, mm. because when you start to reframe it as an opportunity, yeah, you get what you're gaining. That's form. You know, when you think about your stepping into more of your womanliness, mm. your womanhood, it's another part. It's in the same as when you start your periods, you may experience pregnancy or have the ability or not have the ability to, to bear children. But there's a period of our lives in our 20s and 30s where our fertility is an issue. And then we move into this stage of our fertility is coming to an end, mm. but that doesn't mean it's the end of our lives. Um, no, and it's not that, even halfway for most people, no, is it? Yeah. We, oh my gosh. I yeah. definitely say that for me, it made me feel like it was the beginning of the end almost. But actually, when mm. I reframed it and thought, you're quite, um, like, I'd say the way you are about it, kind of quite proud of it. Yeah, I'm in okay a way. with it now. Yeah. But I wasn't for ages, but now I'm okay with it because I've got all the gear and I'm like, it's fine. The you thing know. is, and I always feel this, is if we ever have feel any shame around anything, if we talk about it, that shame goes away. It's like mm. shame loses its power yeah. when you voice it. Outed it. It's out, when, as soon as it's outed, it's gone. And That's I think, it. you know, I remember seeing like a picture of this big monster, like, like, mm of the like the shame and then as soon as you just open your mouth and talk it's gone you know mm. like and I think yeah I just think that's so powerful like well I about think it. for me it was taking back my power and thinking okay so this is happening mm. and I'd rather this is the control part of me but I'd rather be in control of it than be in control of me so I tell you what I see you menopause and I raise you the hormone gel and I raise you the vitamins yeah. and I'm doing all the stuff it's like you know you won't get the better of me and actually it's just another season of my life and now I've done it I'm totally fine with it like yeah so yeah. not bothered what would you say Sarah like in terms of you know like what 
how powerful can it be for women to either talk about this if they're going through it or get better informed or, you know, be able to open up and connect and find more information? Like how much difference is that going to make to their life, to their work, to everything? I think when you've got uncertainty in the unknown, that can be really scary. And I think that can cause you to shrink. And I think it can cause you to live half a life. And so when you start to, as Charlotte said, you start to take back that power by becoming informed, by reading, looking online. There is a lot of information out there, but there are some really good sources of information. And if you want for your show notes, I can send you some links. Yeah, um, that'd be great. Really, really great content out there. You start to step back into who you are. So you start. It, it the, the shame the guilt it's almost you become apologetic mm. you are as a person it starts to define you rather than you seeing it as and it, it again I mean we could talk a lot about this we can start to medicalize it and then it starts to become an issue rather than being seen as part of our lives that we need to address and look at like yeah. Like I just think my thirteen-year-old's going through yeah. um, hormonal changes because yes. he's thirteen, and his voice has broke recently, and you know he's getting hairier and he's getting moodier, and all these things. We don't see that as a medical thing, do we? We just see it's just a, a phase in life. It's just a season. It's a season. All of us are just in season. So what's the difference? Life. What's the difference? And the, and I think, again, we're scared of change. We don't like change. We don't like the unknown. We don't like the uncertain. And it brings discomfort because we feel like a lot of it feels like it's out of our control. So it mm. feels like it's happening to us, mm. which it is happening to us because our body is changing. But like you said, you can start to inform yourself. You can talk to others. You can join groups now. I know there's some great initiatives that out of working with me, a couple of the, the groups and organizations I've worked with have set up their own menopause cafes. So the women get together on a Monday at lunchtime and they have a chat and mm -hmm. they've set that up as a result of, right, we know what's happening. We know that these are the issues. We know how we're all feeling now. You know what it's like when you walk into a room and say there's been an argument between two or three people and you might know them really well but there's just this silence and it's an awful you feel it in the air yeah <laughs> as soon as you break that silence and you talk and you're like come on what's the matter now what's going on mm. you know or you know your partner you might say oh come on now what's really wrong yeah as soon as that it's it opens a door yeah barriers come down and there's a sense of relief mm. And I think as soon as you start, and I think it's a, anything that's got a stigma attached to it, you look at mental health, we're breaking that down gradually. Menopause, I think, is the next thing that's going to be broken down. The The fear of failure is a big one. Um, all of these kind of fears, anger, worry, stress, as soon as you start to talk about them, they lose their power. Yeah, I suppose... In with menopause as well, you know, as women, we feel so much um, pressure, like it's hard, to, we've, over the years, it's been harder to work our way up the career path because, you know, we're discriminated for having children 
yeah. and then they made it very difficult for women to have time off and then come back to the workplace yeah. and then it can be seen as a weakness not you've not long got over all of that and then you're going through the menopause and again then there's like people saying you know oh well she's not thinking right she's got brain fog and next because you know you do have all these things but it doesn't mean you still can't be really good at your job and yeah. be the leader and be amazing just because and actually if you had the right things in place you'll actually end up being better at your job and all of those things and it's like we that's what I think the change needs to be of like just labeling it as like oh she's got baby blues or oh she's crazy she's menopausal or like it's just it's so it's oh, terrible it's awful but I do think women have a lot we we have a lot that we have to deal with mm. like a lot and we are and this is our job and that's why we're talking about on the podcast to break that down and be like you can still have brain fog and be incredible you can still run a business <laughs> and be and menopausal be pre-menopausal yes. menopausal you know like going through the menopause it define you. yeah um it doesn't define you does it and but I it think... doesn't make good headlines and that's why in the headlines they love talking about all of these you know things it's like I read something the other day and it was like woman stabbed her husband because she was menopausal no she stabbed her husband because he was a dick yeah. And he was horrible to her, <laughs> and he was being an asshole. That's why she stabbed him, not because she was menopausal, yeah. because she'd had enough of his shit. Like yeah. you know, but that didn't make a good story, you know. And it's so easy to then just wh- label women as crazy. But they did it the other way around. Remember that man recently who stabbed his wife and child, or killed his oh, wife and child? Terrible. And then they tried to blame it that his wife right. was too successful. I know. And that's why he did it. The lecturer, he couldn't cope because he his career hadn't gone how he wanted. She'd done amazing. They moved, hadn't they, to that private school? They were living in the grounds, like you know, it was all very fabulous. And yeah, that's how they span it in the media that he. So it was her fault that he shot her. So when it's a woman who kills, it's her fault. And when it's a man that kills, it's her fault because she was too successful. Just like it's bonkers. This is a whole other. I mean, no wonder we feel shame and no wonder we hide it and no wonder we feel that weight of we should cope, Mm. you know? And it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah, it's mind blowing sometimes. And those, those news articles and headlines, we shouldn't be looking at them and just accepting them. We should be saying, well, why aren't we addressing it? Yeah. Why aren't we shining the spotlight on it? Why aren't we then not just waiting until it happens? Why aren't we talking about it alongside periods, pregnancy, in school, within family networks, within organisations, within, you know, uh, having well-being charters that represent women as well as men? You know, mm. well, you're doing that. You're doing, you're doing that. Yeah. That's what you I'm hoping to blaze that trail, really. Well, you are blazing the trail, you know, and it's making a difference. Mm. And it already is making such a big it impact. It shows, you know, you know, you're being shortlisted for awards and like what you're doing is making a big difference. And I think, you know, well done, because it's not easy to talk about what people don't want to talk about. No, it's yeah. not. So before we round up, we'd love for you to share um one piece or one two pieces of like what's been your biggest lesson and like how you've got to where you are now on this new journey in your business so because our listeners are business owners so just yes. 
I thought about this. I've got so much I could say. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been such an exciting journey so far because, like I say, I'm only a year into the actual business, which is like a roller coaster. And I think from that, I would say never give up. Mm-hmm. Never give up. Don't give up. You will get to a point in your journey where you will feel like this is so hard why am I doing this but when you know why you're doing it when you've got that inner fire to keep going that's what's going to help you stay the course Mm. if you really want it if you are really here to make a difference then it becomes more about other people than about yourself and so I'm like I'm not giving up I'm not going to put this down and sort of put it to one side and think, oh, I could just get back to an easy life. It's going to be hard, but I'm I'm ready for it. Mm. Oh, powerful. Yeah, so powerful. What do you think before we... I've got one more question. I could talk to you all day, Sarah. I've <laughs> um, actually got you in this mastermind call in, in a few hours, so I will get you back <laughs> then. Um, but what do you think has been a game changer for you over the last 12 months and that's not made you give up? When you've had those moments, what's been it that you've gone... No. Okay. It's having people around you that believe in you. And they're not always easy to find. So you might have family and friends. But family and friends can also come with their own worries and concerns. So they're not always the best candidates for being your cheerleaders, because they will naturally be concerned or worried or have their own experiences that they may project onto you yeah so I would go further and say you need people around you like I've got you two in my corner Mm -hmm. and I have seen coaches through my time I would say my first time when I, I spoke to a coach was 2018 and it changed my life I mean that's another story but maybe for another podcast but um I would say to have a coach, to have a group of women, it could be men, but somebody in your corner or a team in your corner that are backing you and saying, I know how you feel. Empathy is so big. And you guys know how I feel because you've been there before me. Mm -hmm. And I always see coaching as you're not miles up ahead in front of me shouting at me, come on, Sarah, catch up. You're two, three, four steps ahead with your hand held backwards, reaching out and saying, come on, take my hand. Mm. I can lead you. I can take you. Look, this is the path. These are the steps because you've been ahead of me. And so it's having that. Got the goosebumps. Yeah, Yeah. really emotional because it's like we're on, we are on this journey with you. And it's like such an honor to work whoever you know whenever anyone chooses to work with you it's an honor isn't it and so you for you to share this with us we're getting so much out of it as well yeah we are passing the baton back and yeah we are here to support you and you know that we've totally got you back but equally you bring so much to mastermind and and to everybody as well so we're really grateful for you we are and i think that that's amazing because it brings us full circle doesn't it yeah. We need each other, you know. At the end of the day, we need each other, and we can achieve more together. 
We can. Well, you have been exactly what I knew you would be an absolute delight to have on the podcast today. We're definitely going to have to have you on again. So what we'll do in the show notes, we will put a link to all of Sarah's resources that you can join her mailing list. You can follow three little mini course. Yeah, right. Mini course. Right, um, pop that in. Sarah's really um great. You must follow her on LinkedIn and Instagram. She does loads of amazing content on there. You've got your blog, and also we'll put a link to where you can buy the book as yes. well. So thank you so much, and we'll see you all very soon. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you for joining the Money Mavens podcast today with myself, Josie May, and my fellow host, Charlotte Balbier. We're holding regular giveaways with luxury prizes for those that leave us a review. So if you've loved this episode, please go and give us five stars. We really appreciate your support. For more exciting content and inspiration in unlocking your up level, head over to our Instagram and follow the underscore money underscore mavens. The link is in our show notes. Congratulations. You are now officially a money maven. Welcome to the club. We can't wait to celebrate your success with you. See you on the next episode.